You're listening to the itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're scratching the itch for some Indian folk metal. And you guys, I want you to know that that's an itch I got to scratch pretty regularly, actually. <laughs> More than one might think, because ever since I discovered this band about a year ago, I've just been in love. I just think it's the coolest thing. When we first started the podcast a couple years back, we got really hooked on The Who. Yeah, Itch loves this whenever bands can bring this combination of like heavy, like hard rock and metal sounds with like authentic, like cultural instrumentation. Yep. And Bloodywood does that from New Delhi in the same way that The Who does that from Mongolia. And it's amazing. Yeah, I'll I'll admit I was a little sad for you that we got to see them and <sighs> and you did not. Because now you won't be able to see them for quite some time. <laughs> Bloody Wood, as we speak right now, is finishing up their their second ever tour of the U.S., at which point they have made it very clear that they are going back home. They are going to settle down and do some recording for a good long while. And I've been championing this band for a minute now and wanting badly to see them. And just things didn't quite work out for me to get to do it. And so I'm... I'm disappointed, but I'm happy for you guys that you got to experience their live show and bring back a report for me and the people. They did specify that it's really expensive to come over here and tour, and it takes a really long time to fly over here is what they said. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Like, not only do they have to do the long international flight, but then they have to get the logistics of getting them from town to town. Yeah. And that's that's a uh a feat in and of itself when you have six members plus all the additional uh crew members and photographers which by the way during the show they shouted out their photographer and and manager and it was in fact holly turner who has worked with sumo psycho cool yep casey's always looking for where the puzzle pieces fit (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this show started off, it was Wargasm, Vended, and Bloody Wood, uh, and Wargasm UK specifically. Yeah, they, they always put that UK on there. Well, because there's another metal band called Wargasm. Ah, I think these guys are, are cornering the market a little bit because I don't think, I mean, maybe I just don't know metal that well, but I know I wouldn't know there was another band with that name if not for the fact that these guys always had the UK. <laughs> yeah. So we had the fun of... <laughs> the fun joy of getting the pops and i don't know what the fuck happened to my gps but it took me through the middle of east st louis to get the pops and that was not fun at all like literally through neighborhoods that were like there's houses just abandoned like where the hell are we <laughs> yeah i love the number of times that we've been to pops and you still gps it and followed the gps <laughs> well here's what's interesting about dan's phone and the gps I don't know if it's a setting or what it is, but it takes him a different way every time we go somewhere. Dan's <laughs> GPS just screws with him. It's, I don't yeah. know if it's based on traffic. I don't know if it's based on time. It, I don't it's know. It's all the above. It's set to give me the fastest route. But like that's through some neighborhoods in East St. Louis is not the fucking fastest route. All right. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well, it is if you just like fly through it. And I tried. <laughs> 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 anyway so yeah we made it there thankfully 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because every time we get the pops, the place is set up completely different from the last time we were there. Like <laughs> it's, it's true. It's, it's true. God. Yeah. This time they had the building like cut in half. They had the the merchandise like on the like next to this big curtain where the building was cut in half. I don't know if they're renovating part of it, but they they had these curtains blocking off like literally half of the the venue. Yeah, so I couldn't plan to put no foosball. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get pictures <laughs> with the bands right right next to the foosball table where we've had a picture of every other band that we've met at Pops. Yeah, <laughs> hanging out by the foosball table. It, so it was a little bit set up differently, but I, I think I think it worked out. It wasn't like it was a packed show. Yeah. And they did actually have the balcony open. So there was a lot of people sitting up there, but there was all reserved seats. Like, so I don't know if they like charged extra for those balcony seats or if those people just knew somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was on a list, but I didn't have no fucking seat on the balcony. <laughs> yeah, we went up there because we saw that it was open. But then as we went up there, every single spot was reserved. Uh, so I said that we needed to talk to somebody and get that changed. This is crap. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. and then we went down and sat next to the bar <laughs> yeah yeah sat next to the bar and for a good chunk of the show and uh the first band up was one that dan is very 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 familiar with orgasm yeah i got a chance to see this band on ship rocked on the main deck stage and they killed it even though they had several issues that particular set they still held it together, were professionals to the T, and just still put on a great set. This was seeing them in this venue was awesome because they had a full band behind them. Uh, their band was really good. Yeah, there wasn't any issues. Like they, you know, it's, I kind of talked to them about it afterwards. It's like, yeah, it was a great set. You didn't have to worry about your mic coming unplugged or the the amp dying. Like it was in- incredible. And they're like, what? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 And they actually had a additional guitarist, uh, yeah, with them this time. Yeah, it was. I think it was great. And then, um, because the lead singer, he he didn't. He usually like when I saw him on Shiprock, he was playing guitar himself. And so this one, you know, he he didn't pick up a guitar the entire time. I think she had a bass on her uh, sometimes, but yeah, they had like two guitarists, and then he was. Singing yeah, himself. he he was more he was more of the MC. Uh, yeah, the front man. man. Yep. Yeah, they put on a great set. I I really love their live stuff. I, I you know listening to them. There's a couple of songs that I I like. Like Selma Hayek's probably my favorite. But you know, j- there's just something about seeing them live. They just have an incredible energy about them. Yeah. If I can interject a little bit for context here, because I'm I kind of looked into these bands as you guys actually got to see them, and I didn't <laughs> and. First of all, I, I, I want to note that uh, having a band member named Milky Way is, <laughs> is something else. <laughs> uh, also, these guys are kind of, over the past few years, a bit of an it band in their own right. Yeah. It, the NME is a, a British like culture like music website and stuff, had them as an emerging artist a couple years back. And they won the Best UK Breakthrough Award at the 2021 Heavy Music Awards, which I endorse checking out the Heavy Music Awards if you get a chance. And so, like, they're they're one of those bands that, especially over in London in that area, you know, they've been on the rise, and it seems like that is translating to the U.S. as well. Yeah. 
yeah, and they're they're obviously putting in a, a grind here in the in the states because we're going to be having a chance to see them again coming up in September. That's right. I'm curious from KC being your first time seeing these guys, like in terms of the sound and like the the vibe that they put off. Like, what's your what's your kind of impressions? They are now. Granted, I I hadn't had a chance to really listen to like their studio recordings, but live they put off lots of energy like all of them and so it's it's very entertaining watching them on stage you have the lead singer up on a <laughs> just jumping around in a bikini with with bullets usually strapped to her in some form or fashion like you do <laughs> yeah as you would if your name is wargasm sure <laughs> but mm-hmm. They have tons of energy. Their their DJ at one point is is a little bit of a of a heavier guy compared to the rest of the band. He they did a cover of uh, Limp Biscuit at one point, and he did a cartwheel while holding a mic, and it was a wired mic, and he did not get caught up in the wire. That's impressive. So it was very impressive. Big man doing cartwheel. Uh, that's that's my inspiration now. Yeah. I'm going to make it a goal. Singing Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I want more on that. Uh, I know they're a band that's listed. You know, they, they get thrown into new metal in a, in a sense. I've heard them categorized as electro punk. Yeah. Uh, like kind of somebody said that they were like Prodigy and Slipknot combined. <laughs> that's a good that's a good uh, comparison. Covering Limp Biscuit makes sense, so you got to tell me what 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 was their their song of choice. So they they covered Limp Biscuit's "Break Stuff," and man, were they jumping around going nuts! The one funny thing we mentioned the the new metal sounds. Dan's T shirt that he bought uh, was a really awesome T shirt. Number number one, it, it's not black. Yeah. <laughs> I got a non-black shirt. Look at me. Hey, hey, that's three this year, dude. One is white. It's Fame on Fire. One is like green teal or some shit. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, and, and it's the Giovanni and the Higher Guns. And now I got myself a green shirt. Yeah. So now I got to lose weight so I don't look so fat in these shirts. <laughs> I didn't see that coming, but I mean, more power to you. Yeah, I'm mean, just gonna burn it off in the summer, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it, it's awesome because at the top in very small letters, it says. All right. So I do have to describe this shirt because on the front, it's got their logo and then it's got like this, I don't know, bunny with the fucking chain mace, a mace. That's it. It's a mace bunny with a mace. So my kids loved it. Like, wow, it's like a warrior bunny. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. They're like, is that the Easter bunny? I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the Easter Bunny. I'll find an Easter Bunny from now on. And then on the back, it says, it's riffy as fuck. New metal is definitely coming back. All right. I I had to get that shirt. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, that's my shirt. That's the band that's proud of who they are. (laughs) That's right. So they they were awesome. Just had so much energy up on stage. And they're not ashamed to, uh, to talk about random random things yeah <laughs> that's vague and yet i don't think i want to know yeah specifics <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had a, a couple interesting crowd chants with uh you know fucking and fighting and 
Oh, oh right. Yeah. That was one of their songs though. That was like the, yeah, yeah. the, the chorus to their song. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. They're just a lot of fun. A great, great crowd reaction. Um, they just, they put on a great live show and that's one reason why I became a huge fan of them at ship rocked and, and they continue to impress me this particular time as well. Yeah. I'll say this tour was really a point of interest all around because Dan has already, you know, given a good report to Wargasm from seeing them on Shiprocked. We've already been fans of Bloody Wood. Their album from 2022 was amazing. And then Venn did the kind of mystery in the middle here that none of <laughs> us are super familiar with, but their current claim to fame as they build them a name for themselves in music is that um, the band includes children of the members of Slipknot. Yes. So I'm very curious as to how some of that translated. I'm actually mostly just curious as to what they looked like. Like, what was their their stage visual? That I can tell you. Yeah. So so they they do have some some slipknot tendencies uh, a lot. And a lot. Yeah. All right. And so so Dan brought this up as we we're watching them. It's funny when you hear fans talk about new slipknot songs and how they don't sound like slipknot, according mm-hmm. to certain segments of the audience. I don't really agree with that statement, but there's a certain uh, segment that does. Yeah. But if you are a fan of old Slipknot, this is the band for you. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's pretty much Slipknot 20 years ago. Like that's. <laughs> yes. No, and it, so what was freaky and, and Casey will be able to describe how he was dressed and, and makeup wise and stuff in, in just a second. But one of the things that I want to say is like, so I saw Slipknot 20 some odd years ago uh, with the pledge of allegiance tour. And uh, so at the time, obviously Corey Taylor was very, very young. Yeah. Seeing his son on stage was really freaky because they look exactly alike. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously his son's got longer hair and he looks he looks like a he just looks like a much younger Corey Taylor. It's crazy. And he sounds like him too. Yeah. A couple of quick things. Number one, there's two members that looked a lot like pro wrestlers. You have one of the guitarists has half of a mask and looks very similar to Abyss. Okay. <laughs> and then the lead singer has blonde hair, kind of, or I guess it's dirty, blonde, like bleached and whatnot. But he looks kind of like the Ultimate Warrior, kind of like Sting, and kind of like Warhorse, all combined. I mean, we're doing we're doing good so far. We basically got the uh, the St. Louis indie wrestling show ready to rock. <laughs> yes, and that's what it was. They they went out there. <laughs> they were they were what they were. Um, and you know, they killed it. They did. Again, if you're a fan of Slipknot and that type of music, you will definitely be a fan of Vended. And I did want to point out another thing about them as well. So you hear one song and there's, they're screaming, doing their thing, banging their heads. There's lots of lots of head banging during Vended. But then at, at the end of each song, he would say, we fucking love every single one of you. Our hearts go out to you. They were so like polite in a metal show, like (laughs) thanking the crowd. And then they also, after one, after, or go go ahead, go ahead. I just love when people look like absolute monsters, but are super sweet. Yes. (laughs) I just think it's the funniest thing. That, that was awesome. (laughs) I I enjoyed the hell out of that. 
Yeah, they're very grateful. Yeah, very <laughs> grateful for being on tour. Very grateful for being in front of crowds, and they they did their thing. And but it was it was so funny listening to them say that like three or four times throughout the whole set. Oh, uh, you got you you forgot the best part. Like no, so, no, I, one I'm of the things to, I'm getting to. Okay, it. Yeah. okay, then go, you can go, go ahead and say it then. Okay, okay. So so after hearing a certain song, he'd say. You want to hear some new fucking songs? <laughs> and then <laughs> I had never heard somebody so excited to, to announce new music. Like he's like, "We got new music!" Yeah, like he's <laughs> so excited. It's so awesome. Man's got energy. Those, those and then, oh, he years. did. He did. And then he'd play it, and it sounded just like the song before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! All right, I'm, I'm I'm looking these guys up like visually right now. I gotta get an image for all the stuff you're talking about. Holy cow! What do they look like? They just crawled out of like some tar pits or something. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> they weren't that. Uh, I, I did look some pictures. They're disgusting. Up. Yeah, <laughs> the Google searches look, anyway. Yeah, I did look some pictures up after the show, and they weren't that uh, makeup. They so here's my my thing on the a take on the visual. So I, my recollection is, especially when Slipknot first came out, Slipknot's thing was that they were in red, and the, obviously the masks and stuff. Yeah, Usually yeah. red. I think it was jumpsuits at least at first. Yes. And then you had Mudvayne. And I'm, the pictures I'm seeing of these guys, like half of them look like Mudvayne. They look like yeah. what uh, Chad looked like when Mudvayne first came out. That's a good comparison. It's this like blue and silver kind of mm-hmm, visual mm-hmm. to it. I don't know if that was still like their vibe there or not, but it's definitely it what you find on a Google search. Yeah, like they're, they're kind of a blue and gray thing at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Very interesting. Kind of Braveheart-ish. <laughs> yeah. These guys have been through some kind of war or some type of Rob Zombie movie yeah, or something. Exactly. Exactly. No, they were very entertaining and they did their thing. So I, if you're if you're a fan of that type of music, I would recommend checking them out. Especially if you liked Slipknot 20 years ago, you'll love this band. There you go. If you're if you're somebody who hates where Slipknot has gone, here's your second chance to get them exactly. back. <laughs> So good on them. But these guys were all just setting the stage for for Bloodywood. I know that and I I have to live vicariously through you guys as best possible. So <laughs> tell me what I missed. <laughs> well, there's six members of the band and they they filled the stage very well. And the positivity there there's there's a very positive vibe with this band because hmm. in between in between every song they would tell a story thank the crowd be thankful for being like guys from from india are here they're just so thankful to be where they are and and the success that they're having so that shined through their entire set yeah i loved their you know like you said their positive energy they had some great things to say i, I will say that it was kind of funny at, at one point because raul the rapper uh, he always kind of started off with, re- you know, these really upbeat, motivational kind of speeches, almost like here and there. And it was just really funny because it was very reminiscent of Brent Smith. Every time I seen Brent Smith, like he always has like these very positive, you know, motivational speeches to begin his songs. And it was just like, is this, this dude's like the Indian Brent Smith up here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's true. Yeah, they they uh, they had a bunch of, of positive things to say 
after every song. And you notice if you've ever seen an interview or even just heard their albums, like or follow them on the socials. I want to highly endorse following Bloodywood on the socials. Yes. Those guys are freaking hilarious. Yeah, and like they they do have that very positive, engaging vibe about them, and so it, it totally checks out that they would carry that onto stage. And they definitely are a band that has a social message to say. Raul, in particular, yes. yep. And so all of that totally tracks as well with everything I've seen and understood about them to this point. They just look like they have a lot of fun together. Like that's yeah. that's what I translated just from seeing them. Like they the energy that they put off to each other. You know, they just they're having a blast right now. Right. And the crowd showed up huge and were like chanting and singing along with every I, I was kind of I was wondering how the crowd was going to react to them. And they were better than I anticipated as far as the crowd. Yeah, I have to agree. Like Hannah's like she was actually thinking that they had some plants in the crowd to like was like hyping them up. Like this, <laughs> like everybody like every after every song it was like all of a sudden the bloody wood chant would just start. And I have to say that about the last couple of St. Louis concerts we've been to, like the crowds have shown up and I, yeah. I've never been more proud to be a St. Louis native at these shows than, than what we have been the last couple of concerts. I I'm agree. so glad that they welcomed these guys that openly. That's that's very encouraging. Yeah. The place was packed. Well, I mean, as much as they would allow it to be packed, but it was. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of weird things about Bloody Woods set. So they they start out with Gadar, and then we're watching. That was the first. That was the first song. And they had a long build up, and it was awesome song. They play their set, and then at the very end, they do an encore song, and they're playing it, and. As we're listening to it, I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds very familiar. So after it was over, I told Dan and Hannah, I was like, I'm pretty sure they played the first song for their encore song. I'd have to go back to my video to see. And sure as shit, they played the same song. They bookend their set list with Gadar, played it twice. <laughs> really? <laughs> Nobody knows our language. Just play the same song. I don't know it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I, I looked it up on Setlist FM as well, and it, it was the same exact song. So Gadar, that was, for, for the record, is the lead track on their album. Yes. And arguably their biggest song. Yeah. Yes. In terms of views, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just it was just weird hearing it twice in the same <laughs> set. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever seen that. I haven't either. I've I've heard of it happening. Yeah, I remember a report a few years back of Vampire Weekend playing a punk like three times in a row at a concert one time. And I was like, what a weird thing to do. And I wish I would have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now you guys can say you got to hear somebody play the same song twice in a set. I mean, they killed it both times. Yeah, but think about this. So you're, you're playing how many sets a week? You know, probably five, maybe not five, but at least four yeah. sets a week. You're playing that song twice. You're hearing that. You're playing that song fucking eight times a week. Like that would get so yeah. overkilled. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, and not only that, but they only played nine songs total, including including both times they played guitar. That's right. So I love that. I mean, that they got one great. album, so it's understandable. And I was curious how they were going to stretch it into a headlining set, too. But, um, you know, I think uh, leaning into a little bit more of the uh folk sounds of their 
their sound i think would have been cool like to you know because or just elaborate maybe have like some some solos because like their drummer was amazing yeah I, I really wish like he would have given you know been given a chance to have the spotlight for a second or or the uh the the other drummer that played the dole uh like he was he was awesome too. like having a dole solo man like I, I what band can say that like right they did have a, a flute solo i will right. say that oh I, yeah i was i was I was gonna mention that. So on for Aj, they here's here's what's interesting about Bloodywood. They sound fantastic, and there's six guys on stage. They're doing their thing. They're hyping up the crowd. But then for Aj, they bust out the flute solo. But then there there's also the flute in other parts of the song, and that was still being played on a track. So it was, it was kind of strange watching it live because yeah. he played it and he was done and he put it down and then you're still hearing it in your ears. It's a little weird. Yeah, that was my biggest gripe is that they had a lot of uh, background backup. Uh, like even with the bass and the guitar lines, they still had a lot of like tape, I guess, so to speak. I don't know hmm. what you call it nowadays, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were definitely backed up by a lot. And so like there was times where like the bassist and the, and the guitarist weren't even playing, but like the song was still going. You're just like, well, I mean, I get that you're trying to add to the, the hype of the song and get the crowd into it. But like you're a guitarist, play your guitar. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's yeah. Fair. So that that part of watching them perform was a little strange, but they they were still awesome. Yeah. What I loved the most too is like every single one of these members has their own each unique individual style and they all kind of represented like different parts of like the Indian uh like culture basically. Yeah. Um cuz like there would be people in full like garb and then there would be like, you know, just normal like Rowell's out there probably wearing like a like yeah hip hop kind of outfit a workout shirt or something yeah yeah, yeah. he was always yeah. wearing the no flag uh, shirt yeah he always wears his no flag shirt yeah yes. that's his that's his thing yep yep so it it was really cool because like it, and the funny thing is like just you could look at their feet and see the difference of style alone there were people that there was a you know I think the bassist had thongs on the the uh, the main uh, Hindi singer he had like these tennis shoes on Raul had, or the the lead guitarist had these boots like they were all like had different footwear that represented their style it was so awesome yeah i would be curious if we ever get to speak with them and it's been on my hit list for a while uh (laughs) we will make it happen at some point i would be curious to hear firsthand from their perspective what it feels like in terms of the maybe like internal pressure to say oh you know we're representing a whole country a whole you know very diverse group of people to new audiences that probably you know aren't necessarily super familiar with it and to like like do if you feel i wonder if they feel that kind of pressure to say okay we have we are demonstrating indian culture like to what level does that does that make sense yeah um yeah definitely obviously it's a huge influence on their music but i wonder if that is a super conscious part of their performance like what you're saying like i wonder if it's an intentional thing or if it's just like this is who each person happens to be yeah kind of thing and they're just bringing themselves you know to the stage i think that's i think that's you hit the nail on the head with that also two out of the last three concerts that we've seen there have been a lot of emphasis on them wanting the crowd to mosh and do circuit hits <laughs> at one point bloodywood 
half of the band members came off the stage, walked right past us. Okay. Went into the center of the crowd and then did their thing while while they they set up the final song, basically. Yeah, the dude got out there and played the dole in the middle of the crowd. He did. You're really making me bummed that I missed this whole this whole thing. I couldn't get very good video of, of him doing it in the crowd because just there was there a were mass of humanity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So but it was it was awesome watching them perform. And very happy we got to, to see that. Yeah, it was it was it was awesome. And uh, you know, I, I it made me truly appreciate them uh and, and just you know, I, I, I was really grateful that I got a chance to see them because I, I know, you know, we've talked with other bands that are that are domestic and they still can't get on tour. So yeah. I can only imagine for for them to come over from India and to pull off this tour. Like, I truly appreciate that they were able to do that. And then I got a chance to see it. Totally. Well, you probably won't have a chance to see these guys live for a little bit. But in the meantime, we totally recommend following them on the socials. We recommend listening it to their music and you know check out vended and wargasm as well i'm here personally just super excited about bloody wood all the time but uh <laughs> there's a little something for everybody in this concert so the itch yeah. would be very interested to see uh who who resonates with you so let us know if you check them out yeah and as as we stated earlier in the show wargasm will be back through st louis in september with the oxymorons oh, oh, favorite. Oh. <laughs> if you're around St. Louis in that time, come see us. Yeah. We want to hang with you at that show. You may not get to see Vended, but you'll get to see Corey Taylor. Exactly. How weird would it be to say that you toured with with a father and a son on separate, Yeah, within the same calendar year. In the same calendar year on separate tours. <laughs> different bands, same family. Yeah. That is crazy. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that tour as well. So thank you very much for listening to our encounter of Bloody Wood and, and Wargasm and Vended. It was a great concert, and we truly appreciate you going along tour, on tour with us. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I like that. We should use that more often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going on tour with us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for going on tour with us. Thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time. I need more dole. <laughs> <laughs>